In this episode, I have huge, huge news. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? My name is Michael Sano, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sea and Land Fitness Podcast. Um, this podcast is brought to you by who? Sea and Land Fitness. Um, so go on over to our website. You can see it up in the uh, in the corner there. www.sandlfit.com and uh, pick up some hats, pick up some shirts. We also do a bunch of other stuff, and I'll go over that at the end. So. I started this podcast by telling you guys that I had some big, big, big news. And that news is, um, that news is that I've graduated. Uh, I graduated from the University of Florida. Go Gators. Um, as you can see by that awesome uh, University of Florida helmet up there and the baseball and the softball. Um, I'm a proud Gator and I am just so psyched. I am so, so jazzed. I'm not as psyched as I could be because you have to do exit counseling and exit counseling is when you, <laughs> you look at all your financial aid and you see how much money you owe the government, but, and I'm not going to tell you how much it is, but I got a plan for that and I'll go over that in a minute, but let me have a sip of coffee. Peter Madeira, this is for you. Um, I've graduated. I have a master's in applied physiology and kinesiology. Um, through this program, I have, you know, gone from... It's funny, too, because my, my undergrad was liberal arts. I've always been heavy in the sciences and stayed pretty grounded in the sciences so stepping into a science-based masters um i didn't give it much thought it terrified me in the first semester though because some of the stuff some of these larger uh concepts in physiology and biomechanics were were like oh my, God. my brain was just a little bit stretched but whatever whatever bro i got it done i got it done and I would like to thank um, everyone in that program, uh, Dr. Garrett Beatty, Dr. Blaine Harrison, Dr. Debamani, um, Dr. Derek Mann, uh, Dr. Christopher Janelle, who is the dean of the program. So let me go over who all these people are, and uh, Dr. Michael Sagas, who is no longer with the UF uh, faculty, he's now... Uh, he's now a Gamecock. He's uh, a, a head of a department or a dean up in uh, up at the University of South Carolina, which is where a friend of mine is right across the street at uh, with the U.S. Army. What's up, Joey Cruz? Um, so all of these people, Doctor uh, Doctor Beatty, he he was my advisor and became so much more than that. He became a mentor. And just a really close friend. Um, 
And always, well, did you think about this? Well, not yet. You know, just just always kept me grounded. Thank you so much. Um, he is one of the sports psych uh, professors there, and he's he's just he's phenomenal. He's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Doctor Blaine Harris, uh, Harris uh, Harrison. Sorry, um, and he is like a Swiss Army knife. Um, he teaches everything. He teaches sports nutrition, strength and conditioning. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, uh, what, what the heck was it? My certification. He teaches tactical strength and conditioning. Um, he just teaches everything, has a ton of certifications and Dr. Blaine Harrison, you're a rock star. Um, Dr. And I forgot someone, sorry. Uh, Dr. Max Adolphs, who was my, uh, my, uh, physiology professor. And this guy is just, if you need to know anything about the human body, go to this guy. Not only does he teach, um, physiology and advanced physiology for us, the physiology guys, the health and human performance guys, but he also teaches, and, and I, I think I'm correct on this. He teaches, um, medical physiology for, uh, for the future doctors who were who are going to the University of Florida. Um, so, Doc Adolphs, I didn't forget you. It's just there's so many names. Uh, so, you got in there. Dr. Debamani. Holy cow. Debamani, she is amazing. She taught me how to be a scientist. And it's just, I, I, I absorb so much from her. And... In one of the two courses that I took with her, I was able to actually um, kind of whittle down and define my concept for some research that I want to work on in exercise physiology, my directional motivation theory, um, which, yes, that is the want and fear, uh, whatever thingy. Um, but yeah, I really, really honed it down, didn't I? And, uh, Dr. Christopher Janelle, who is the head of sports psychology, um, and also one of the deans, one of, uh, one of the assistant deans over there at health and human performances, uh, at the human health and human performance program. Love this guy. He is such a pleasure to talk to. And he is so motivating that by the time you get off of the phone or a zoom call with him you are just jazzed to move into uh into some research and and i'm gonna i'm gonna actually discuss some some future potential developments uh with him so um and dr michael sagas who was just a pleasure to talk to and i wish he was still at the program um he's the head of sports management and that's the real holistic program that the University of Florida has that uh, focuses on basically how to manage a, 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 an athlete's life and career through 
this media over-intensive environment we live in right now. But the fact that the University of Florida is has a degree like that and is focusing on that is just tremendous. And that's all within health and human performance. So you have health and human performance. Then you have APK, which is Applied Physiology and Kinesiology. And that's the master's that I got in the program that I was in. And sports psychology is nestled right in there. And that's my jam. That's where I love to be. Um, So I graduated. I graduated last Friday. And I texted Dr. Beattie. And I said, so is it legit? Can I update my LinkedIn? That's what I was thinking. And he said, it's formalized on Wednesday. So congratulations, but not yet. Um, So look, keep an eye out for it. If you're on LinkedIn with me, which I encourage you, I'm on LinkedIn, Michael Sano. Just check me out. Um, Now, what does this mean? Okay, I got this great degree. Got this awesome degree. I worked my butt off for it. Um, What am I going to be doing? So there's a lot that's going to be happening over the next year and into the future. So first off, um, first off, which one? There's, There's like three or four different things. So I'm taking a year off, a sabbatical. Not a not like an actual year off. Um, it, it's not a year off where I won't be working. I'm going to be working. I'm actually going to be working pretty hard. Um, but one of the things uh, that I'm going to be doing during this year off, excuse me, hiccup. So my last course that I took was called Performance Enhancement. And it's this tremendous sports psychology course where we look at the fun. So in sports psychology, you know, you learn about the fundamentals of sports psychology. But in performance enhancement, you take all of those principles that you learned in that first course and you learn how to apply them. And there were a couple of amazing readings that really expanded my mind on uh within the discipline of sports psychology where i like to be so for to give you guys a little bit of background i went to city college of new york and i was in the military for 10 years i was in the navy for six and the army for four then i got hurt when i was in the army i came home and raised my son um for about 10 years i was a stay-at-home dad Then my wife came in and said, you know, he can walk to school now. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. I'm so impressed and proud of him, our son. And she just gave me this dirty look and left and came back again and said, you know, our son can walk home from school now. And I was like, geez, all right, I get it. I'm I'm proud of him too. Am I not getting excited enough? And she's like, what are you going to do now? So I was like, oh, crap shit, I got to do something. I got to, got to, you know, got to contribute to the family. So I was like, you know what? I'll go to college. I'll finish college. And I couldn't think of what I wanted to do. So I thought, uh, I knew I wanted to go back to, um, CUNY, which is where I had started 
one of the so I started at Central Connecticut State University, moved to New York City, um, and wound up at Borough Manhattan Community College. I was going to go to the School of Visual Arts. I don't know who I thought I was, but I was going to go there, and I got accepted for the directing program, you know, film director, and uh, I wanted to be a filmmaker. Uh, which is probably how I wound up doing podcasts. Um, but then uh, it didn't work out. I didn't have the money to pay for it. It was a really expensive school. Um, and just wound up getting a job and going to Borough Manhattan Community College and was going to move on to another school after I finished the two years there. Time passed, work, war, child, all that stuff. And... Uh, was there on that day thinking, you know what, I'll go back to CUNY and I'll go to the school that I wanted to finish at, which was City College of New York. I knew I had been up there, their ivy-colored stone uh, buildings, just it. the place looks like Hogwarts, so um, I loved it. It felt like a New England campus, you know what I mean? So I went there and I, I filled out the application and I went to my wife and she goes you're going to college and I was like yeah why and she's like I just meant like get a part-time job or something holy crap so anyways long story short um I went in for international studies uh because I had been in the military geopolitics is interesting to me so um long story short it didn't work out so I then went Changed my major to Jewish studies. I'm Jewish. Shalom. Um, and uh, psychology. Because I'm fascinated by human behavior. And I really enjoyed it. But I wanted to graduate. And I had, I think, two more courses in my... And it's something I still kick myself about to this day. I would have graduated with a double major in Jewish studies and psychology. But I didn't want to stick around for another semester and take two more courses. Uh, so I just graduated. And then... Um, and my interest was cognitive and behavior... Well, my interest was behavioral psychology um, and neuropsychology. You know, real dork nerd stuff um so i didn't even know that sports psychology was a part of the apk program and i was on uh this is turning into a very long story uh during covid my wife and i decided to get out of new york and we went down to miami for two weeks and I got this ad for this program at the University of Florida on Instagram, and the rest was history. I wound up here, um, and I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, but I don't want that to end. I look insane right now, I can tell. Um, I don't want that to end. So, um, I'm going to take a year off, and I'll talk about that year off after. Um, but I just was on a really amazing phone call talking about my future and I want to take a year off and then not this fall, next fall, um, put myself in for, uh, a doctoral program, uh, in exercise sports psychology. 
and at the University of Florida, go Gators. Um, and that is what I want to do. And what I want to work on is not my directional motivation theory, which um, is very important to me. And I'm going to discuss that in a moment. But what I'm doing right now is I'm looking for the last paper that I wrote, because I'm going to read it to you. Um, and it is on visualization. So I am obsessed with doing things. Um, I actually, I'm not going to explain it. I'm going to read this paper to you guys. And it was the, we had, we had these things called discussions where we had to write, um, X number of words and then people would come on and start discussing it. And I wrote this and I got some really good feedback. So, uh, give me one second. Let me take a sip. If you guys want to know why I sip coffee so much, it's because speaking so much dries you out. And if I don't have a guest on the show, it's just me yammering, yammering, yammering. <laughs> and it dries out my throat. So, okay. So here's the discussion, and then I'll explain to you my future. So I would love to be a New York Yankee, specifically a designated hitter in the starting lineup for the New York Yankees. I can see it in much the same way that Gary Mack in his book Mind Jim told us that Ted Williams envisioned himself as the greatest hitter who ever lived. So we had to read that book. I have spent hours hitting practice balls off of the tee against the barn in the backyard as the sun sets each evening. I am meticulous in my actions. I assume a proper stance, lining my left foot with the tee. I hit right-handed. I crouch down into a loaded stance as I imagine the pitcher about to send the ball down the pipeline. I bring the bat up ever so slightly and then crank it with all my might. A straight shot. To the shortstop, I'm out. There go my dreams. My career is over. I tell my wife that I came in second place when I come inside the house. She says incredulously, wait, weren't you outside alone? I definitely was not alone. I was out there facing the oldest enemy of competition and my biggest rival for first place, my brain. I tell this story because this semester I have become my greatest experiment. I want to, with determination and at will, hit the ball where I decide that it is going to go. I don't want my at-bat to be subject to the whims of the universe. Like Babe Ruth, I want to send the ball where I decide that I want it to go. I want to point at the left field fence and know with confidence and maybe a dash of self-efficacy that that ball is going out of the park. This then requires an action plan. Remember when I mentioned self-efficacy? Well, I need to know that I can do this. This needs to be an internal absolute. I am six foot one and I weigh over 200 pounds, quite a few over 200 pounds, but who's counting? I have legs like tree trunks with incredibly muscular quads and calves. My forearms and shoulders are big and my hand strength can create a vice-like grip on the handle of my bat. When I connect with the ball, it's leaving the zip code. Do you see what I did there? 
I self-reinforced an image of myself as a powerful hitter. In my mind, I come up to the plate already primed as capable of accomplishing the task. This step for me has been my guiding principle throughout my life and has helped me overcome insurmountable tasks in the military and in my life following service. While the way that I describe myself above may seem bombastic and overaccentuated, we did not say conceited, did we? It follows Bandura's logic that it is an important cognitive buffer that serves a purpose in reinforcing the positive self-image that I require to keep my backyard Major League Baseball dream alive. With that done, now I need to place myself, this imagined mental self, inside of a framework or some kind of cognitive construct that will produce the results that I want. We are in luck because Peter J. Lang and his work, A Bioinformational Theory of Emotional Imagery, outlines how we go about doing this most effectively. We need to be in the mental experience. Well, yeah, of course. But what exactly do we mean when we say in the experience? What we need to do is we need to have a physiological reaction that matches our visualization for the mental experience to become potent enough to produce results. Essentially, what this means is that <clears throat> there needs to be a complete envelopment of our senses. We need to hear, we need to smell, we need to feel, and we need to taste this experience so that we can see and experience it internally. That kind of makes sense because isn't that the way that we experience the actual world around us? It seems obvious to me. But I have been known to ruin a party before by stating the obvious. So now I need to create a complete internal environment where I am hitting home runs. I know just what I'll do. There is a video called Derek Jeter, the captain. And in it, an announcer calls out, now batting for the American League from the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two, Derek Cheater. I get chills when I hear it as the applause fills the stadium. My wife says, she really does, there's nothing sweeter than Derek Jeter. While that may be true, this time I imagine that it's my name being announced to all of the fans in Yankee Stadium. Now batting for the American League from the New York Yankees, the designated hitter, number 17, Michael Sano. The crowd roars. We're not done, though. As I, as I step from the on-deck circle, the 80s rock song, Kickstart My Heart, by big hair metal band Motley Crue, plays its opening chords. The Bronx erupts as I walk toward the plate. I know it's corny, but it's sort of like a wild thing from the movie Major League. Hopefully, somebody got that reference. Then the music stops as the pitcher readies himself, but the crowd, louder than ever, continues to cheer. I see myself hitting the ball as that pitch comes toward the plate. 
I hear the crack of my bat. I own this visualization as the ball sails up and over the left field wall. I put it there. As I stand in my backyard next to a tee, these are the things that I hear. These are the things that I can see. I am in Yankee Stadium. I see the left field wall when I look at the left side of the barn. I smell the grass and the dirt. I feel the sweat. I see the lights and I hear the crowd. I am there. I'm not in my backyard. I'm inside of Yankee Stadium. And wouldn't you know it? I'm getting better. I'm hitting the spot on the barn where the left field wall is. I'm starting to consistently hit where I'm aiming. My visualization is producing results. Who knows? Maybe I'll get a call next year. God knows the Yankees can use all of the help that they can get. So that was the last paper that I wrote for my master's degree and that paper and that course dr man you were a rock star he's the one who taught um performance enhancement that paper and i think it was the lang paper that i wrote i read uh that i mentioned in the article that caused me to want to get my doctorate i had actually thought about doing it before and then abandoned the idea because i just wanted to get into the field but i love the research so much and the idea that if we can take something that we've already done to enhance a visualization and i told you what a visualization is it's uh it's this mental imagery and this mental picture that we create in order to be successful. You do it every day. You do it when you get ready for work in the morning. You do it when you uh, clean up, when, uh, you know, company's coming over because you have this mental image of what their reaction's going to be. Um, I know they sound not totally related, but they are related. We, we do mental... Uh, preparation and visualization all the time. Um, and my theory is that's, that's been somewhat supported by some of the data and science is that the amount of experience that we have can lead to enhanced visualizations and enhanced performance results from these visualizations. Um, and that's what I want to do. I want to get my doctorate. I don't want it to end. I love the University of Florida. I love the program. I love the people in the program. And I want to be a part of that program. And I'm going to bust my ass to uh, to do it, to, to be a part of it. But I told you guys I'm taking a year off. Now, I'm taking a year off from school. I'm not taking a year off from work. So I need another sip. All that reading... <laughs> So what am I going to be doing? So, um, I don't know 
how much my co-author wants me to reveal as far as him being involved. But I'm going to, hopefully, if everything works out, be co-authoring a book on, uh, and it, uh, the, the idea of it right now and the title of it right now is Sports Psychology Simplified. And it's, and the, the little under title is a primer to unlocking your inner, inner potential. And basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to write this quick, short book, um, on the fundamentals of sports psychology. There are a lot of great books on sports psychology, but there are two problems in both of them. One is, um, they are too dense and academic. So the average person can't, um, can't really get a grip on what the what the fundamentals and the concepts are. And then the other is that the books are just too long. Uh, <coughs> you need something, excuse me, I feel, and my partner feels, um, that we need something that's just simple, that can just bang out core concepts like self-efficacy. And just explain that self-efficacy is just your confidence in knowing that you can accomplish something. Um, visualization. I might use my paper, you know, that I wrote uh, as an example of a tangible visualization. Um, I hope all of you who, who are listening by this time sat through that and, and can see that entire um, mental picture that I created. Um and, and there are a bunch of really simple core concepts in sports psychology that, um, that get kind of convoluted, congested's not the word, get kind of unsimplified. I don't even know. Um, but they get too, uh, too confusing and complex. Whereas I think if we took these, uh, these, um, we got Bandura. These are, these are scientists who've written papers, Bandura, Dechi and Ryan, um, and self-actualization, all these. And I know I'm throwing a bunch of things at you and you're going, what's he talking about? I want to change the, uh, the conversation, you know, and the mood so that when I do make comments and, 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 uh, references that you guys go, Oh, he's talking about that from his book. And the chapters are going to be like five, six, seven pages at the most. And it's going to be a small book. Um, let me hold on. I'm going to wheel over here. This is, uh, this is the book mind gym. It's very small. It's very short. It's not a big, long book. And he does a great job of showing all of these sports psychology um, concepts in action, um, but he doesn't show. He doesn't outline what the concepts actually are, and we're going to do that. Um, that book, that Mind Gym book, is the one that that kind of you know just was a trigger and and pushed me into this really big. Um, exciting new chapter in my life. Uh, so I'm going to be banging out that book. Um, I'm also working on a new magazine called performance today. Um, we got the URL, we got the logo and what that's going to be is sort of along the same lines of my sport psychology simplified. It's going to be, 
sort of like a research journal, but written in very, very basic terms so that the average athlete, the average individual, the average parent can look and find guidance in physiology, sports psychology, sports nutrition, uh, recovery, and we're even going to add tactical um, uh, athletics, tactical athletes and stuff like that in so that we can help serve the military as well. Um, so that's another thing. And that's going to be a big six month project of getting, uh, the website off the ground. Cause it's going to be a digital magazine, figuring out how we're going to, you know, um, archive it and all that stuff. So we've got a lot of stuff. Um, that's with the same partner that I'm writing this book with. And then there's something else, but I can't really talk about that because that's, that's, uh, that's a surprise. But, uh, yeah, so there's this week, this year off is not going to be a year off. Um, the other thing I'm hoping <laughs> I sell enough books to pay off, uh, my student loans. So, uh, yeah, there's that too. Um, so there, there is a financial motivation for making sure I get this stuff done. But I'm also hoping that this creates a nice body of work for myself um, so that when I present it to the University of Florida and the program, they say, you know what? This guy's a rising star. He's doing stuff. Um, and I'm also uh, going to do two things. I'm going to write a paper on my, remember I told you about directional motivation theory, the want and fear. I'm going to write myself a paper about that. And I'm also going to, uh, I'm also going to write a book, a paperback just like that. Um, so I'm hoping to write a paper, two paperbacks and set up a, uh, set up a digital magazine this, this next year. And then if everything works right, uh, to be a part, uh, to continue being a part of the University of Florida. Go Gators. All right. That's all I got for you guys. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Thank you. If you're here this late in the podcast, thank you so much for sticking around. Um, as I said, this podcast is brought to you by Sea and Land Fitness. So head on over. Uh, to www.sandlfit, Sea and Land Fit. That's actually my company, so I'm doing that as well. Um, and we're probably going to have some type of event in the spring. Um, but yeah, head on over to, uh, to there. You can find hats. You can find shirts. I'm a Garmin dealer. Um, I'm wearing the Instinct 2. Um... I also have a, uh, a fitness program for individuals who are interested in joining the military. So go over and check that out. That's our tier three program. I'm going to be working on the tier two program coming soon. Um, and I also do consulting. Um, so if you have, have any needs in uh, fitness or, um, Sports Psychology Services, reach out to me. You can find it all on the website, and I would be more than happy to help you. Um, all right, that's it. Thanks a lot. Later. <laughs>